Once upon a time, on a podcast far, far away, three men discuss movies. My name's Patrick, this is the Brothers Grin, and with me, always, and forever, James and Ian. Hey man. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Did you forget? (laughs) No, I wanted to to see your suspense, and it was way funnier than I thought it would be. (laughs) Well, it was oh. and I think we genuinely thought you'd forgotten. <laughs> What's up, no, I just came on looking at him. Oh, oh man. It's been, a, uh, it's been uh, some Season time. three. Episode <laughs> two. Season three. <laughs> no. Well, well, is it season three or is, I it, think, is it season four? Oh, I think it's season three and we're back after trying to launch a new project with our, our other business associate, Dr. Hauser. Um... Which unfortunately failed. Not down to his failings, but yeah. ours. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Basically, what happened? We made the pot the worst podcast ever, and it was so bad we all quit for a, almost a year. It was highbrow. <laughs> it was high concept, and it was low quality, and it caused us all to reevaluate our lives. One of us got married. One of us got engaged. One of us got pregnant. One of us uh, grew. <laughs> I think maybe I had the bit of time to be fair. I li- I recently listened back to season three, episode one. I started to to listen back to it, and and I had titled it at the time the worst podcast ever. I think it is. I think it is. It, it was, was bad. bad audio it was quality. Very hard, and 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 part of the problem was that it was a really difficult topic, and it was one none of us have any knowledge yeah. of. And none of us have done any research on. Yeah, we found, we tried to discuss art, and we had one painting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I had a book. I had a yeah. book, and I was going to go through it, what? but we we, we were flummoxed by the first image that we yeah. saw, which was a, well. To be fair, it was a confusing image. But, we picked yeah, the highlight yeah. of art. Yeah, it was all very sexual. Which is probably appropriate, but well, I mean, it, it is art is just pretty, yeah. pretty sexual. Isn't Let's it? not oh, dive back anyway, down that rabbit hole. We've decided to go we're back straight into in movies. To season four, episode one. We're gonna go with movies. Yeah. We're gonna go back to what we know Tried best, true. or at least what we know a small amount about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, we will be reviewing Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and no. Uh, those of you who are under the age of uh, 25, we don't mean the recent modern adaptations. Okay? Oh, uh, we, we mean the original 1979 movie based off the Kirk television series, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek the Motion Picture, the first is that, Star is Trek that when it came movie out? It came out in 1979. Pretty. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, it was a while that ago. explains a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's an old movie. I mean, I'm just going to check that now because you're making me <laughs> No, no, you're totally right because the the okay, the good. I read it on Wikipedia, the this TV series got got cancelled in like 1975 or it ended then. And then they were trying to reboot right. it in like 1977 right. for a new season and they actually had an idea for the opening episode. Then they decided after Star Wars, like the rumours of Star Wars or whatever, that they wanted to try and compete with that and make it into a feature film. So they they sort of tried to expand that uh, opening episode of, of the new series into a uh, So this was originally supposed to just be a single episode? Yeah. 
Uh, well, something like that. Something like that. I mean, I, I very that quickly skimmed Wikipedia. <laughs> explains a lot. It does. But it really, really I, I tried to go for the authentic feel, so I actually went to um, Asda and I bought an old telly Did you? and a VCR player, like a, and, a, and a video from Asda player, yeah, from the from, from Asda from the local Asda. Do they stock? Those? They have a lot of Asdas, dude. It's reasonable for me to get to an Asda. Yeah, no, I believe that you that you have Asdas near you. I'm questioning whether they have an old VHS player at Asda. Well, that's a valid question. It is. And I got, I got the, I got the videotape of Star Trek, and I watched it in all of its glory. Do you know what a VHS actually stands for? Video High Sense. That's correct. <laughs> Amazing. It it looked like you were guessing, but you can't possibly have been guessing. <laughs> You've got it right. Video High Sense. That's what it is. You should apologise to that nail because you just hit it right in the head. <laughs> Video eyes. <laughs> what does it mean then? Do you, think VH, do you think they'll ever bring VHS back the way they've brought records? Yeah, back? absolutely. People will be like piecing together really old VHS players in a really like yeah, way. Like, but it's not authentic. Yeah, yeah. This is how it was it made VHS. to be watched. It's supposed to be grainy and sometimes go all blurred yeah. and weird. Yeah. I mean, that's how movies I are mean, supposed to be. I mean, I, I must have watched a VHS copy though because sometimes the version I watched went quite blurred and weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that may have been just the quality of the video recording, <laughs> which we can't. We, you can't really. It's hard, isn't it, with movies like that because you can't really criticize. I don't know, like the graphics. It's like, yeah, it was 1979. The graphics weren't as good. It was worse than Star Wars, though. Yeah, yeah. I think Star Wars. I think Star Wars had a bigger budget and and and, but... and set the bar for like sci-fi films of the time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So I agree, it was worse than Star Wars. That's a like, high bar. I mean, looking back at, I mean, Star Wars been remastered. Yeah, that is well. very yeah. true. That is um, very true. Well, I mean, if you can pardon my French for a second, I I felt <laughs> this was the worst piece of <laughs> film that I've ever had the oh, no. oh. pleasure of watching in my sorry fucking existence. I was really hoping that like start of season start of a new we season randomly got one James enjoyed. would have like purged whatever demons <laughs> had embodied them towards the end of our last well, what's, film What's scene. incredible is it seems like every movie sets a new <laughs> bar for how bad the movie is. Like every movie he seems to hate more. Although I did watching it and also when I suggested it I didn't know that James would hate it because movies in the 1970s were paced completely differently and like this is a slow moving oh. movie don't get me wrong but like start like the first A New Hope is a slow movie like it's slow this was this all, was terrible all movies this, in the 1970s I mean, this are film, slow this was a slow 1970s this started movie. with two minutes of a black screen with music behind it <laughs> Yeah. The scene where point. they introduced the USS Enterprise was like a five to ten minute yeah. wide pan around the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when they actually went into um, Vija or whatever, it was like, a, it felt like an age passed as they were going yeah, through. It and long. it would like, it kept switching of the reactions of all the crew, like, oh, oh. And then back to the slow crossing of the thing, and then. I <laughs> loved some of the reactions. I loved some of the reaction shots. Oh, but yeah, it was, it was a five-minute sequence of classical music yeah. and like a a bad spaceship. Like, like you can't. I, okay, the vi- visual effects weren't amazing. 
and it's the 1970s, you know. But like, it's crazy that they would be like, yeah, these are not amazing graphics. But they probably thought, like, I don't know, people probably thought at the time that that it was yeah, pretty yeah. cool, but, and, and really, really is, realistic. Whereas we're watching it now, and we're like, it, it was. Yeah. Well, can I just say we should we, we have uh, neglected our usual format we usually do a very quick synopsis of the film we've just watched well, that's true that's true all right I'll do a quick one I'll do a quick one but well right. but before before you can before we start you'd said that it wasn't uh, as high budget a film as Star Wars I think the budget for this film was 40 million dollars which at the time was the highest budget film ever made in wow. in Hollywood they they had, really higher than Star Wars. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I read it on Wikipedia, and it grossed like 134 million, and it was seen as a commercial. I failure. knew it was 40 million, but I didn't know it was higher than Star Wars. But yeah, I mean that explains Maybe. a lot. I mean, if if they spent that much money on visual effects, they want to get their money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue, Captain. Yeah, all right. I'll do a quick summary. Uh, Captain Kirk is brought back from his admiralty position to man the starship Enterprise as it investigates an alien phenomenon the edge of, of the galaxy uh, heading towards Earth that is destroying ships in its path. Nobody knows what it is or how to communicate with it and they need to find a way to stop it in time. Um, eventually it transpires that it's an artificial intelligence um, and that it's trying to find its creator and towards the end of the movie uh, the, the alien spaceship calls itself Vija and towards the end of the movie the revelation is that it is Voyager 6, uh, a satellite sent out from Earth 300 years prior to this to find out things about space. And uh, it had it been sucked into a black sentient. hole and become sentient on its journey back and just wanted to find out uh, why its mummy and daddy had made it. That's yeah. essentially yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good And then it ends with synopsis. Captain Hubbard. What's his name, Captain Hubbard? He, Will William Decker. Decker, that's right, not Hubbard. Billy Decker. Uh, I don't know where you got Hubbard. <laughs> I don't know where you got. Yeah. Because he he wants to hubba dub dub I Isla. What's her name again? Ilya. Ilya, Ilya. Yeah, and uh, and so he goes off into the sunset with the machine. Yeah. So I, I like I. Yeah. I went into this having not really ever watched Star Wars. I certainly hadn't watched the original Kirk series. So Star sorry, Star Trek. So I felt like <laughs> there, it felt like there was a lot of like fan service in there, or just references to the original series that went completely over my head. Like I felt like, oh, you know, Bones came back, and it's like, oh, it's Bones, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And then Spock came back. Like I obviously I know who Spock is, but it still just didn't really have that. And then the thing I found really weird was when that Elia woman came in. And everyone was like, oh, she's a, she's a deltoin or, or whatever. And all the men are like, yeah, oh. and then and I was like, what the hell? And then when I Googled it, it was like, oh, they're a super hyper-sexualized species who just shag everything. Yeah. And she has to oh, take really? a vow of celibacy to work with the crew to say that she's not just going to bone everyone. And yeah, then, and then yeah, they yeah. said that in the film, and I thought that was kind of like, what? yeah, I was like, what's that? And then yeah, like she comes on board, and she's like, uh, my my vow of celibacy is intact, yeah. Captain. And it was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And then and then she's the one who got <laughs> taken away by the 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 Vija thing, and then she came back in this like weird sexy outfit with like sexy high outfit, heels. Like, yeah. what was that about? That was so weird. Yeah. Well, the robots done the calculations, and it's worked out that uh, she's more likely to get information if she's dressed really nicely yeah. in it was way. even more weird because later on dr bones said that maybe they should spank it 
Well, that was in a different context in defence of the, the script. <laughs> Doctor, he was Bones. suggesting they spank. He's staring over at her, licking at her, licking his lips, saying, "Maybe we should spank her." <laughs> I don't think that's. I'm not sure that's a fair interpretation. There was a there was a the big bit of the film where Captain Spock was on his home planet, and I didn't have Mom subtitles Spock. on. Yeah, me neither. And they were girl. just talking in Vulcan, and I don't know what was going on. Yes, I mean, I have, I don't speak Vulcan, mm. right? But I have an advantage over the two of you in that I am a Trekkie. Mm. I'm a Trek fan. I love Star Trek. For real? Part of the reason I suggested it, yeah. I grew up watching Star Trek Voyager. You dork! Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> you total dork! <laughs> uh, I love the sense of betrayal in your voice. Like, hey, wait! You're a podcast with you're a, a nerd. dork! <laughs> I did not agree to this. <laughs> Yeah, so like the 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 what is it the the um, ceremony of Colin R of purging all emotion? I've seen so many episodes on that, so I kind of knew Wait, what was going on and knew all that. Context. Did you say a purging and colon? Pur- purging of all emotion. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say. Colon. What did you say? It was called co- co- Colin R. Colin R. Colin R. But yeah. it turned out for a lot of the film, it was just gas. Like, mm. until they figured out it was a ship, it was, it was it was just gas. It was like that film. Yeah. The, the it was mist. An, it was an energy, it was an energy yeah. field. Which, if I, if I recall, was, was 82, <laughs> 82 AUs in diameter. And AUs, the distance from the Earth yeah. to the sun. So after remembering that, it makes sense that it took such a bloody long time to get through that scene where they were flying through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> massive. I mean, I think the 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 this the thing about Star Trek is it's a really hopeful interpretation of the future, and they really like they like the people who like it and who like Star Trek are real space nerds. Mm. So I think like some of that is obvious in, obvious in the movie where it's just like shots of space. Yeah, yeah. Are you a, like, are just, you a space nerd? Space is cool. Are you a space nerd? I mean, I think space is pretty cool. N- name yeah, I mean, one other star. <laughs> what do you mean? Name one other star Scar- except Scar- the sun. Scarlett Johansson? No. <laughs> except oh. for the sun, name one I other star. I love that. I can't, well, you put me on the spot now. I can't Beetlejuice. You can't think, you can't think is, is of a star? single star in the universe. You're an idiot. I don't understand what you're... I don't understand what you're, you're not a Trekkie. <laughs> You're not a Trekkie. I don't, I don't understand what he's got you in a corner here. Alpha Centauri, son. Come on, Alpha Centauri. He's desperately patting his mind back through every episode of Star Trek to try to think of a star. Star Trek. I don't think Star Trek would help me with this. With this piece of oh, trivia knowledge. Yeah. So, I, I, like, this was one of those films, and there's been a few of them where it, it slowly dawns on you. That this that the North that this Star. is the film, <laughs> you know. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because you start off and you've got this like mysterious gas cloud and there's some something in there attacking everyone, and you think, oh, I want well, it's, it's going to be some sort of like super baddie, and they're going to have to fight it, mm-hmm. and that's going to be cool. And then it slowly dawns on you, like, oh, you, you're not really going to find out until right at the end that it's going to be some sort of abstract threat rather than a cool monster threat. And it's going to be more about the journey yeah. into it than anything else. And it's a bit like, ah. Oh. Because then it, it, it's more about the characters and their relationships, which 
I feel like if you weren't already a Star Trek fan, you're not as invested in, you know, like the start of For it sure. when they bloody Cronenberg those people coming through the the the, the transporter. That was yeah. absolutely haunting. Yeah, that was that yeah, was and I d- it was a detail. It was a detail I didn't really understand. I looked away at my phone for a second, and I looked back, and they were just melting yeah. in the transport. And they were just beam. like, Ugh. and Kirk. This is what I mean about the reactions. This is one of the things I meant about the reaction. Kirk's reaction was impeccable. Like they just start screaming in the transport, and he just goes, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> and he look on his face. The look on his face is just like. It was a sound oh. that got me. It, it, it sounded like they yeah. assassinated a calf. Like, yeah. It was horrendous. Calf. Yeah, like a cat, like a baby Cafe. cow. Like they shot it in the head and then microphoned it as it died. That's what it sounded like. It was horrendous. Yeah, it was. It was. It was horrible and like weird. Yeah. Like they, they, they could have just been like, oh, um, something could have just gone wrong because they did that to show that the ship wasn't really ready to go. But they could have done that without yeah. this haunting existential without the deaths of horror. These, yeah, of these poor, of yeah, poor people. Yeah, these two completely innocent people, and then and then they're just kind of like, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's something that's missing from the newest, the newer movies where everything's really sleek and works quite well. But in this, I feel like there is a little bit more of the like dangerous aspect of technology, like the warp drive not working and the wormholes and the fact that everything's still like buttons and yeah, yeah. not working. That wormhole seems a bit sequence. like... Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. The rickety, it's like a rickety uh, submarine. Yeah, almost. but that, again, that the one where they were all slow motion, that was another scene that just felt like they'd... There were like a few scenes that just felt like they stretched that out to make it feature length. I mean, it was already... It was quite a long film. Yeah. I mean, it probably could have been an, an hour and a half film and that would have been fine, but it was an over two hour film. And that yeah. slow motion well, I... scene was another one where it was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to actually give a recommendation, which is if you decide for some godforsaken reason that you do want to watch this film, watch it on five times speed. Mm. You don't, you don't need any dialogue. Just watch it on five times speed. You, you'll just. I mean, understand. you would have no idea what was going on without any yeah. dialogue. Yeah, I mean, Although... It doesn't make much. It, it didn't make much difference to me. Yeah, I felt you could have just skimmed it, and it would have been fine. I mean, when I watched the Vulcan scene without the subtitles, it had this quite like mysterious, like Stanley Kubrick two thousand and one, a space odyssey feel. Like, what's going on? I guess it's up to my interpretation. And then I put the subtitles on. I was like, oh, I guess that's what's going on. And I feel like if the whole film <laughs> yeah. had just been like really vague, I'd be like, oh, what's with that bold? What's I with mean, that bold it's, woman? It's a, it's a good. What's everyone looking at her like <laughs> that? A good comparison because like. It, like when did Space Odyssey? It was come out? probably the same time, actually. I, th- I think I think yeah. probably a bit before. I might be totally wrong, but like a little yeah. bit, but not but not much. And like I think like that's kind of a little bit what they're obviously going yeah. for. Like they're trying to be quite artistic, and it's like this yeah, new I mean, film. To be fair, Space Odyssey was nineteen sixty-eight. Space Odyssey, yeah, nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, over ten years before. Yeah. Yeah, but but a space odyssey like created a, a kind of genre of movie that this very much is a part yeah. of, and like you can see the similarities. I think. Wow! I just googled it, and Star Wars: A New Hope had a budget of eleven million dollars. That's incredible! Wow! Jesus Christ! So it, they had four times the budget and did one tenth of the job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, a new they spent it all on William Shatner. 
So by my logic, that makes Star Trek for uh, Star Wars: A New Hope forty times better. Where are, you, where are you getting 40? Oh, because it's 10 times better at four times the cost. Yeah. That's smart. How much more, prop, how much more profit yeah. did it make? You, That's what we're all about in this show. You know it, boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the critics' consensus, I'll tell you this, is featuring a patchwork script and dialogue-heavy storyline whose biggest villain is a cloud... Star Trek The Motion Picture is less than auspicious debut for the franchise. So when when's that from? Give you that's the sort of that's the sort of consensus. Uh, okay. I, I I did find uh, I did find a review from the um, from the time, and it was given three out of five stars, and I think uh, that was kind of like the best review. So I think like critics did not think it was very good. I think that the best that they had to say was like it was quite artistic. It had quite like an artistic view of like filming and, and that all, all that stuff. So they they kind of liked all that slow mo stuff and they thought that was like a deliberate artistic attempt. But that the story was very very slow and stodgy. Yeah. And when compared to other films of its time, just wasn't wasn't as good. Basically. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So a couple nothing. One review. From Time Magazine, nothing but a long day's journey into ennui. <laughs> uh, the special effects aren't bad for the late seventies, but they're not pushed far enough to surpass peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a good review, a fresh review. It says not so much a movie as it is a sort of giant display case, <laughs> and that's a good one. <laughs> which I think, is, I think, is pretty good. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll I'll see some uh, I'll I'll get up some audience reviews. I'm trying to I I mean I would try and find like see if there are any like newer ones, but there aren't that many obviously because it's just it's like the internet wasn't around back then. Uh, I'll see if I can. So one from Cody M from 2021, a character-driven. This is he got, he gave it five star five stars. A character-driven story combined with Wise's direction, Livingston and Foster's script, the performances of the cast. Goldsmith's score, Klein's cinematography, Ramsey's editing, Michelson's production design, DeSena's set creation, and Fletcher's costume design. Character values, sound design, and visual effects. The motion picture sets aside an action-heavy plot in favor of reintroducing characters and elements. <laughs> so I think that's that's the kind of nerd. That's what I mean by the nerd yeah. enjoyment of this film from a modern. I'm going day. to list who likes did what. All the, yeah, he likes all the people that are involved in it because they make Star Trek. Yeah, and so he likes it. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb. Like yeah. reintroducing um, characters. Like you mean just bringing back the characters from the series? Yeah, idiot. Uh, James H. <laughs> Uh, from 2021, Star Trek: The Motion Picture is a very slow-paced and mirac- is very slow-paced and miraculously boring. While director Robert Wise was clearly trying to make something along the same vein as 2001: A Space Odyssey, it just didn't work out as an adaptation for Star Trek. Fair. That that is that is yeah. a good a good summary. Yeah, I like this one. I like this one because it just shows empathy for one of the characters. The motion picture is boring, slow, makes no sense in parts, and Kirk treats Will Decker really unfairly. <laughs> I mean, having again, having not really seen Star Trek, but being aware that Kirk was the protagonist, when he came on the scene, I was like, I don't like this guy at all. 
Yeah, he wasn't particularly <laughs> no, likable. Not, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of broadly people agreeing with us. Yeah. Well, before we finish up with the grand yeah. scorers, what about when Spock gave that guy the old Vulcan neck grab and he absolutely oh, just jizzed his pants? That was that pants. guy's like yeah, moment in the limelight. He's going to like show his grandchildren, this is me jizzing my pants when Leonard Nimoy grabs me on the shoulder. Touches my arm, touches my shoulder. Yeah, he literally like, his head, his eyes roll back, and he stiffened up, and he slowly yeah. just descended. Genuinely, off there needs to be like an Andy Samberg jizz in my pants yeah. gif made of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, all right, that's good. I mean, that's a good, uh, good segue into our green score. For those who don't know, we have a codified chart uh, that's up on my bedroom wall of uh, facial expressions as they relate to our reviews of movies, how we feel about movies, the quality of these movies, everything from zero, which I won't say because it would be illegal, <laughs> 100%, which is a grip. Um, <clears throat> so um, who wants to go first? Oh, I do. Go on, I then. do. Very simple, actually. In fact, it's not simple. I had, to, I actually had to look up what caused my symptoms, and it <laughs> turns out <laughs> that this film gave me an anemic wink. A what? An anemic wink. It made me anemic. And made you wink because of your it anemia. Made you anemic. <laughs> it sucked all the iron out of your blood. Yeah. And it, it, well, it made me so tired. And then it turns out when I googled it on WebMD, it said I was anemic. So I can only imagine that it gave me right, a, so an anemic. Can you do? Can you do? Can you do it? It's not. Surely it's not just an active wink. That can't be it. So what? What does it actually look like? Well, so an, an anemic wink is sort of like it's sort of like this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think you did it right. I think it's like that. You know, in the Jungle Book, when Mowgli's falling asleep. Yep. You know when he's like. His eyes are just sort yeah, of yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that's it, son. That's it. That is an anemic yeah. wink. <laughs> an, an anemic wink. It sent me off to yeah, like my that. land of nod and stole all my iron. I like that. Yeah, Very that's good. good. I feel like I know what Ian's is going to be now in the context of what he's just said to us about Leonard Nimoy's uh, Vulcan nerve pinch. But Ian, <laughs> why don't you go ahead? Uh, I mean, I was going to say it gave me a uh, a Vulcan stare. <laughs> Oh, I see. Emotionless. Yeah, yeah. What like do you think that. I was going to say? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say it gave you uh, the look of uh, a man's look on a man's face when he gets. Oh no! I mean, uh, that that was extreme <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> no, this was this was the look of of a Vulcan being told that their whole family's just been killed in a in a flat fire. Completely, completely blank, blank and emotionless. <laughs> <laughs> indifferent, <laughs> indifferent to the extreme, a hard zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I like that. That's good. I like that contextual grin score. I, I also I like think that. that's a good one for your your next album, son. Indifferent to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one. Yeah, you're right. It is good. All right. I'm, I, I mean, as a Star Trek nerd, I think mine's probably going to be a bit better than yours. I think I I would give it a quizzical eyebrow. Okay. And an, in, an, an anemic, an intrigued, not like 
And you're, you feel intrigued, oh. like curious. Yes, yeah. interested, interested, interested rather than amused. Okay. 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 Like you, you'd like it for the lore. Yeah, I like it. Well, I like it for the fact that it that it was part of what you know established the the success of the movies that I loved. Did did uh, 90s and early did Willie mm. did 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 Willie Dicker come back? Will yeah, Decker. does it? Does it... Uh, I don't think uh, so. I have. No I was hoping he'd come back as like a like a omni sentient master man. That would make sense. In fact, to the point where I actually am, I am going to Google it. But like he's fused um, with Elia, so like hypersexual as well. <laughs> Which is funny because when, be I, when I did when I did the Star Trek porn audition, my <laughs> porn name you what? <laughs> when I did the Star Trek porn audition, my stage name. No, wait, sorry. You need to clarify. What, like, what? What do you mean? I I went to an audition to be in a Star Trek porn, and my stage name was Willie Dicker. <laughs> oh. uh, awful, but but hysterical. Was it quite? Was there a question mark at the end? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after. Right, come on then, son. Um, All right. Uh, We are now, uh, we come to the part of a podcast that everyone loves to hate, hates to love. Um, That that moment where James tends to lose his mind, Ian tends to come up with some of the best ideas you've ever heard, and I uh, equivocate and improvise uh, sweatily. Uh, because I have not prepared. <laughs> we are headed. We are on our way back oh. in the boardroom. Oh. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to yeah, hit that yeah. harder because I want it's, it's our first Whip one it. of the new season. So we are back in the boardroom. Oh. <laughs> oh, do you feel like you've just been yeah. pinched? Vulcan pinch. Hello, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, this is. Yeah, this is where we uh, we we pitch think, ideas to save Hollywood, 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 Dollywood. <laughs> no, 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 no. This I'm just explaining the context. Uh, Hollywood is obviously in dire straits, and we need to fix it. We are pitching the best ideas, the kind of oh, ideas sorry, you don't see. I'm getting see a phone nowadays. call quickly. I'm real. Hello. <laughs> no, you no. <laughs> we agreed no. <laughs> How can, I can't believe that. Do put him on. Put him on. Granddad, I told you. You can't do that. I'm busy. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that, James? <laughs> ah, nothing. No, no, nothing, nothing. He's just my mum. He's just flexing. <laughs> Just pissed off with his granddad <laughs> about something. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, was that an alarm you set? Yeah, I set it every night so I can remember oh. to do the dishes. Right, glimpse behind the curtain there. <laughs> that was just pure improv that you just gave us. I love that. Acting. All right. Uh, <laughs> acting. 
let's fire into our movie pitches. Uh, I know you, you, you guys are prepared. So, uh, is there anyone who wants to go first? Anyone who wants to got a burning idea? Right, James Ross. Yeah, well, that's Mr. Tell Ross us. now, actually, because I got married in August. Oh, congratulations! I don't, under- I don't understand. Is your name still? Is your name no longer James Ross? It's now Mr. Yeah. Ross. I changed it by deep pole. <laughs> by deep pole. All right. That right. was my born name, Willie Dicker. All right, Willie Dicker. <laughs> deep pole. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> all right come on mr ross let's, let's hear your pitch <laughs> come on <laughs> that was a beautiful little sequence of jokes there that was lovely <laughs> <laughs> That's award-winning. Oh, oh, give me the Send that off to BBC Sounds. <laughs> exactly. Right, I'll go first. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I have your attention, please? You may. Imagine a world in the... <laughs> oh, He's, already a world. He's already off. <laughs> like, the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. In the not-so-distant future... Where, right. let's say, people don't have thumbs anymore. Oh, Most right. people don't have let's thumbs. Let's imagine. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's consider that as a world where people... Most people that are born don't have thumbs anymore, uh-huh. right? Makes it very hard to do all sorts of tasks. Now, there are lots of things that you can do without thumbs, but there's also lots of things that you can't do. However, some people are still born with the elusive fifth digit, mm-hmm. right? The money maker. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, if you consider it evolutionarily, yeah. it is the money maker. Uh, right. In my, right. And in my film idea, what's happened is all these folks without thumbs, they've decided to take the people that do have thumbs and basically turn them into slaves, right? So that, you know, if there's things that need doing with thumbs, they've got someone that that, that, that can do it for them, right? So they'll take Take them away from their families and they'll sort of become slaves in, I don't know, well, let's call it like Gillian or something, Mm. right? That's the world that they're in. Mm -hmm. And basically... These people have to do all of the jobs that they can't do, except mm-hmm. one man, we'll call him John, and he starts a rebellion to fight back against... Not Tom Thumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to start <laughs> a rebellion. He's got four thumbs. <laughs> oh. He's got a whole hand of thumbs. Thumbs on his, <laughs> thumbs on his feet. <laughs> John John Fortham is going to start a rebellion against everyone and try and you know come get back get out of, of Gillian and uh, and and the sad thing and this is sort of crux is that all these people with thumbs one minute thirty seven seconds later and I'm going to call it the handyman's tale. 
just why? I was like, it was so long. And I was like, he's not actually said anything that makes me want to fire him out of existence. Like, I want... And then you just, you end with that. What? Like, why? Uh, I mean, I like, the, I like day, the name. It's fun. a modern day take on the, ha- on, the, on the Handmaid's Tale, but for dudes, you know? So it's, it's another yeah. kind of like alt-right type thing. No. Like, why do these, no, why do you, these you women sh- get their subjugation? You should have called it the hand jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's the handyman's tale. I do, I do like the I like the punniness of the name, um, but it shouldn't just be. Well, it doesn't really dudes. work at all. I mean, yeah, no, but I mean, I don't mind that it's just dudes, but doesn't, the pun doesn't really even work. Hey. Handyman's Tale. I don't even think of the Handmaid's Tale immediately. Mm. I do. Well, there we go. There we are. One, one out of two. Fifty <laughs> percent of the populace <laughs> thinks of it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just thought the Handmaid's Tale could get freshened up a bit. I think part, part of the issue I have with it is it, it immediately felt a lot like this. There's a new show I think coming to Apple TV about like everyone in the world starts being born blind, and then there's a few people who can see who are born with sight, and it starts to feel a bit like everyone's born without thumbs, but then there's a few people born who do have thumbs. So it just feels a bit like it's kind of infringing on that general idea a bit. Are you, are you insinuating that I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale and have somehow plagiarised the entire plot? I didn't because say anything about The Handmaid's Tale. You have to be very careful, sir. <laughs> that is libel. <laughs> I mean, he actually, he didn't That's say grand that. That's grand larceny. <laughs> I've spoken to my lawyer. <laughs> That's aggravated assault. Okay. Tease and desist. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll... Tease and assist! Tease and assist! (laughs) I think, um, I think... Put those thumbs to work, boy! I'd like to, yeah, let me me cut out my cash with my opposable thumbs. I feel like I'd like to lose these... I think that's just a bit. Yeah, I'd like to lose. You had me until then, and that then it was just. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I I tried to tie it back to make it back to the Handmaid's Tale. And I don't excuse the pun, but you kind of slipped it in the end there. Really did you did sort of bury the lead, (laughs) right? (laughs) And and the lead is really disturbing. Is that was that was that your porn name? Sorry, Barry the Lead. (laughs) (laughs) Barry the the Lead. Bury the lead. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it just like, it's, maybe it's because you were too blunt, and maybe mm. it could be treated. But I don't understand why people with thumbs specifically would be. I, I think I just, I tried to tie it in. I, I wanted you to get the feeling of the Handmaid's mm. Tale, and that's sort of a very prevalent and, and disturbing part of yeah, that yeah. show. And, and I was trying to sort of. Yeah, but it's about. The problem is that the Handmaid's Tale is about the patriarchy and like governmental enforcement and that kind of thing. And that just doesn't exist for the Handyman's Tale because like, there's no prejudicial treatment of people who don't have thumbs because people everywhere mostly have thumbs. So uh, it's just lacking a bit in there. Okay, well, are you Having are you in that, or are you? I didn't ask for criticism. I tell you what, I, I do asked like for money. I, do, I asked sh- for money. <laughs> I do like to imagine sometimes if we made tiny little changes to the world, 
how different things would be. And that does capture my imagination. So I actually think it would be quite cool to imagine a world where we sort of started losing certain abilities that we had and how we treat those people who still had them. But I do think it should be called uh, hand jobs. And uh, if you want a sexual element, then surely it would just be that it's really hard to have a hand job. If you don't yeah, yeah. So they're more put to work. Okay. I, li- like, I like that, actually. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. You can be my creative director, son. I'm glad all us dudes agree. <laughs> we need to be able... Whatever happens, we need well, to be able to... I'm just saying it's a good film idea. <laughs> well, no, because that, that would be the thing, isn't it? Because if you had thumbs, you'd be forced to do it. Because otherwise... Or maybe it would just it would be, be a way like, of you know, making do, when you do a log on, When you do a twig on the fire, that's how everyone has to do it these days. Ugh. <sighs> It's so hard. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get sand, and it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get down to brass tacks. I'll be willing to fund you twenty three thousand pounds a month, and I, and I will no, and I will equal that amount. Okay, so I've got forty six k net. Gross. I make, yeah, I can make half the pilot. That's a short film you can yeah. make for that. Short yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. You can make a 10-minute short. Done. Uh, I'll have that to you next week. I'll let you chop me thumbs off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. 46k. Uh, that might be the done. lowest investment ever. The lowest successful well, investment. Well, zero. With yeah. A lot of your shows have got zero. <laughs> yeah, no, but okay. you're, you're, well, back, you're back to winning ways. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, you know, I... I what I feel like, so I we I don't know if you've watched this, James, but Patrick and I watched the first season of Ted Lasso together, and it was just so feel good. It just it's so positive, and I just I love the feel good factor. So much TVs now, it's so it's all gritty and you know the dark dark underside of human morality mm. and all that nonsense. And I just want to feel happy when in life, and so I want to make mm. a feel good film. I've also been rewatching Breaking Bad, which is admittedly a quite dark. TV series, so I want to do a a happy-go-lucky, fun TV series or film, probably a film, and I'm going to call it Baking Bread, and it's going to be about a a hard, hard hard-nosed, hardcore drug dealer, a, a, a meth cook, who suddenly during the pandemic discovers a passion for for baking. And he has right. to. He, he discovers he's absolutely amazing at making bread, but he doesn't want to tell all his like drug friends, and he doesn't want to tell his boss that he's secretly been baking bread in his meth lab because he's supposed to be cooking that crystal. Right. So he has to embark on this on this secret bakery life, sneaking loaves to local bakeries, getting money on the side, all the while feeling like he should be cooking his crystal. Okay, and it's going to slowly uh, help him get out of the get out of the meth game. Well, once you're in the meth game, you're never out. Well, this is the one way you. This is the one way you, <laughs> you, you sound can, like you speak you, from you experience. Can get out of it. <laughs> this is artisanal loaves. The one avenue yeah. that'll get and, you out. And like the climax of the film is, he ends up going on the Bake Off and winning. I mean. I'm into it. I think it's a great idea. I think it sounds heartwarming. I think it's got genuine like human value. Like I think it's almost it's believable. I think like it could actually happen. 
and uh, I love it. Uh, I love every aspect of it. I love bread. I hate uh, drug abuse and meth. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really into All it. All right, James. Does he put Does he put crystal meth in the bread? Uh, that's like a that's a side plot. Like he he does it. His meth dealer is like, all right, tell you what, you can keep baking bread, but only if you put meth in it and sell it to uh, yeah. to people who like meth. And he like, oh, I love that actually. Like, so he 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 gets an interest in it. He wants to bake bread, but he can't get out of the meth game. So he sells it to his dealer. Like, this is a great way of 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 dealing meth without getting caught. Is if I start a bakery and it's like a front. And I can put yeah, meth in yeah. it for those who are in the know. And then in so doing, he falls in love with bread. And people he got, starts getting reviewed and people love his bread. And he's like this this artisanal bread maker who clearly knows yeah, his shit. Yeah. And people have started teaching him. People want to come work for him. And he falls in yeah, love with yeah. it. And then he has to like yeah. find a way out yeah. of the But it could be like he, he deep down, he thinks the only reason everybody likes it is because of the meth. And he know he feels like if he yeah. takes it out, then people won't like it anymore. But then in the end, he takes it out, and people like it even more. And actually, it's just been his bread yeah, baking yeah. skills that's been carrying him. Yeah, it's just been the love has been the yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I I agree that there has not been enough wholesome telly. Ooh, and I, I and I I have probably put several films out there that have either you know darkened or stained the, the human experience so i yeah, i feel yeah. it, you know, it's Made like it the equivalent of carbon the offsetting i, I have to invest yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm in as much money part, as you part need. of your yeah. part of your court sentencing was you have to fund feel good yeah films. it's a give back scheme <laughs> invest in some feel good films yeah, no, I like that. I think it's great. I think it's. I think. I think it could genuinely work. I think that's a genuine piece of storytelling that I could get behind there. So we'll, oh, we'll get Paul Hollywood. We'll get Mary Berry. Mary Berry yeah. will be on the. We'll, yeah, she, yeah, she'll yeah. be on the meth. It'd be like it'd be like in like Bend It, like Beckham. <laughs> like he'll be going to like to an airport to go to a competition or something, and he'll see like Mary Berry in sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Across the, and he'll be like, "Oh my yeah. god!" There'll there'll be like a small town like. Baking competition. What's the character's that, that name? Paul Hollywood turns up to and tries a bit of his bread, and Paul Hollywood's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then gives him, Paul gives him like this gets, huge handshake. Gets Vulcan nerve pinched by the <laughs> <Yeah>. bread. <laughs> What's his yeah. name? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Walter, Walter, Walter Sourdough. No, it can't be malt. It's got to be malt. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be malt. No, you can, it's going to be malt, malt, yeah. malt brown instead of Walter White. It can be <laughs> malt brown. Yeah, I like that malt, malt brown. brown. Yeah. <laughs> malt brown. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a unique name. It's like a Dickens character. Malt brown at the service. <laughs> I'm more brown. I've been dealing dealing meth since I was eight years fresh old. But I fall in love with, with whole grain olive bread. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a mean for catch. I'll do you a, what a qu- great question, son. <laughs> what a great idea. Cra- I, I meant to say crack croissant, but I said quack croissant. <laughs> 
quack. Right? He's got a slight speech impediment. My French isn't amazing. He says quack. But this crack croissant will blow your fucking mind. <laughs> quack, quack. He's Malt Brown. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, we'll move on. It's my Wait, where's idea. My, where's my where's my money, bitch? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I, I've given you all the I, I take all my money. I love it. Wait, wait. I'm so so it. he's got he's got crack quasongs. He's got echiaclairs. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got meth malt. <laughs> yeah. And he's got. Uh, I mean, I, he's I got. He's got hash brownies, obviously. Obviously, yeah. And the worst the one. Whole, the whole the whole bakery is called the hash browns. MDMA muffins. <laughs> <laughs> He's got bath salt, bath salts. I'm out. Well, I'm out now. <laughs> You're not allowed to be not allowed to be connected to any product project that includes bath salts. <laughs> James James is being, currently being sued by a bath salt company for something. Can't have any association. <laughs> right, Patrick, let's go, son. Come on, now's your time. You've had ten All months right. to prep. <laughs> yeah, this is why we haven't recorded yet. Patrick's been thinking of an idea. He's coming up with ideas. <laughs> right, and, 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 and he's usual, frantically rubbing have, his eyes in a weird kind of. I've spent. <laughs> he's I've like spent hours it's, it's thinking like a, of ideas. Have you seen a fly wipe its eyes with it? <laughs> Little hand <laughs> things. That's what he was doing there. Nah, nah, son. No, what, I'm what prepared, doing, as always. Is you know when you push your eyes in and then you can sort of like see the colours coming through your eyelids. He's hoping it's going to spell a word. <laughs> I'm hoping that <laughs> a movie idea will just appear in front of me. Uh, nah, nah. I mean, obviously, look. I mean, this is my process. This is my creative process. You guys are my muses, and speaking to you is the only way I can generate any creative energy because. You're like the zest of life. Well, have I got muse for you? So, uh... oh, shut up. <laughs> I... <laughs> so, so I've got this idea now. Now, I love dystopian futures. I love sci-fi. I love imagining what future might look like and seeing it portrayed on film and in TV. It's like my jam. I love it. I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. I love Dune. I'm, I'm into it. So I wanted to come up with my own idea of what it might be like in the future and, and some kind of positives and negatives view of what, you know, like the future could be for humankind. Okay. Um, so I've come up with it. It's called Starflex. And basically, as we know, the universe is massive, way too big to feasibly travel. We We know now that the the most likely outcome is that we will not be able to travel any great distances relative to the size of space. It's going to be very, very hard. But what we might manage is communication. We might manage, you know, reaching out and finding an alien civilization one day and having an exchange of information. So Starflex essentially imagines a distant future where not only have we found aliens... But we've created an internet, a galaxy-spanning internet with social media. And every year, there is a sort of competition. There are aliens that you can follow and uh, likes, Twitch subscribers of different alien planets. And basically, 
the whole purpose of aliens across the world is to get famous, galaxy famous okay. online, on a galaxy spanning internet where they can star flex. That's the movie. Okay, I like it in general. I mean, my problem is if we're going to go for a real, like, if we're going to try to be realistic in terms of the distances and stuff, like somewhere that's a light year away, it would still take a year for at, at least for the information to reach us. Yes, yeah, so suspend your disbelief. <sighs> Imagine that they've come up with a way to like transport information, things. but not. Yeah, to transport information. Okay, all right. Distance, yeah, yeah. Okay, then, then, then I like it. Then I like it. Um, I like it a lot, actually. I think that's quite cool. Like, it's, we're separated, but yeah, it's like a, it's like they can have like you can you can do like a, you can like like, like VR Ooh, travel to a different okay. planet, but you can't, can't physically go travel. there. Yeah, but you can have conversations. Did you ever watch what was that show where like it's all based around this like RPG role playing game online, and everyone's like poor, Ready Player One, online role playing. Yeah, 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 it's like that, but like <clears throat> aliens. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What's I mean, the plot? What, what, what's the plot? <laughs> you just, you've so the me plot. This, who's the main character? You've given what's me a plot would be. <laughs> the plot would be, I mean, plot, the plot writes itself. The plot would be a character on Earth, let's say, a character on Earth who's displaced, you know, disassociated, poor. Like you, you know. Like you. Not well, except for the last one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, and uh, <laughs> and you know, he he's he or she is struggling to find a place in the world. He's struggling to find purpose and a meaning, and he's struggling to make connections. And so uh, he uses online social media with these alien races and trying to trying to get a following to find meaning. And you know, maybe he finds some success doing something that he finds a little bit soulless, but. You know, gets him that kudos that he wants, and maybe he finds wealth. Maybe he he develops a sort of audiovisual talent that aliens love, and he gets some kind of value from that. But it doesn't fulfil him, and maybe he makes a connection with someone else who's 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 a lot like he was before he found this success, and it actually brings him happiness. But he does something, he or she does something that just that that destroys that relationship because he's obsessed with the success that he's been having. Uh, you know, it's just a story as old as time. You, you want things, you want things that you think will make you happy, but truth, truly happiness comes from the relationships yeah, that yeah. we build. See, I was, value comes I was from the family suggest, and friends we have. I was going to suggest that although he's <coughs> famous across the galaxy, that perhaps he's not fulfilled and he ends up finding someone online with whom he develops a relationship and he ends up giving up his life of fame and he decides he's going to he's going to attempt to travel space to meet this person he's going to go across the galaxy to try and meet them and ultimately he, I like that he idea. dies I like on the, the idea. journey maybe, because it's it's thousands yeah, maybe, of, of maybe, light years well, away so, well, maybe we've just given up on the idea of space travel because we've got this this amazingly convenient communication tool. Uh, but he realizes that that's not enough for him, and he decides to embark on a journey to actually physically meet this person that he's fallen in love with. Yeah, yeah. And he and he does. Yeah, he 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 manages to, yeah. to meet them at the end of the film. He gets there, or and it's been catfished. Well, yeah, I was about to say he like he thinks he's speaking to an alien, but it's actually like it was the girl his dad next door. The whole time. <laughs> 
his mum was just doing it to oh, make him feel better, no. to get him out of the house. <laughs> I, li- I definitely like the idea of someone discovering they just have a random talent that is incredibly entertaining to aliens, but completely aliens. unvalued, yeah. completely mundane. Like they can do yeah. a weird dance that aliens just can't get yeah. enough of. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be funny as well. Or maybe just, he just like he just finds like flipping flipping the flipping a bottle of water with a little bit of water. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. The aliens just start like yeah. what? The, or maybe it, it like he gets really really famous with the aliens and on like the alien parts of the internet he's super famous and then suddenly he just gets like beamed over to the planet and the aliens are like, oh no, we can yeah. travel. We just haven't told you guys how. Yeah. <laughs> we just couldn't. We, we just, just didn't find know why which we ones would. of you we like. Your planet seemed and pretty we bring dull. you here. Yeah. <laughs> Do the thing. <laughs> Show me what you got. I actually like that idea a lot more. I think that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's because it's sadistic and, so, and, and so cruel. He's doing his talent on the alien planet, and and he actually and then he finds love. Yeah, and so it becomes a sort of romance, and and he he has this sort of loving romance, and then something happens, and they don't talk, and he ends up giving up his bottle flipping, and he says, "I want to be with you, and I want to stay on this planet." And that's how it ends. Does he fall in love with an alien, or does he fall in love with like another human who also got transported over there? Okay, because he 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 was never he was never you know he was a nobody on Earth. Oh, and then it turns out that actually one of his parents was an alien, and he got sent there as he got sent back to Earth as a kid. Ooh, that, well, all of these, all of these are ideas that we can, we can definitely. It's, explore, it's you know, ripening in our hand. Exactly, we can feel the ideas just growing. So I think it's a, it's fertile I can ground feel there for some investment. The plums softening in my hand. <laughs> yeah, deep yeah. in your plums, you can feel it. I'm in, but I think Patrick Ready has to invest as well, son. I, I think this is a trip. Well, you think investor. I also need to put my own investment? Yeah, I think it's yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, it's a passion project. Yeah, we'll all invest all of right our now. money. Something's happening here. <laughs> it's coming it's together. Th- We've found stacker. it. We're going to put all our plums together and soften them up. All right. Exactly. Yeah, I'll give you. It's what what, what, what was what was the budget of um of Star Trek? Forty million. Uh, Forty-nine million. All right. Well, I want ours to be at least ten times better. But that's without inflation. Yeah, exactly. So if we assume inflation, uh, <laughs> it'll be more. So I'll give you five hundred and twenty-three million pounds. Well, that was quick maths. Yeah, Amazing. and I'll do the equivalent of that in kind because I've given all my money to to Ian's uh, goodwill project that he's he's got going on. So, what, what do you mean by in you know, kind? Yeah. As in, like, I can't pay You're you. You're given equi- something do. of equivalent value. Yeah, like, a, like an NFT or like, Ooh. <laughs> I'll, you know, or I'll do you dishes until I song. die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you got it. <laughs> Those you are the two it. options. I accept. I accept. Well, I accept from both. Inexhaustible from dishes both. or an NFT. <laughs> James can make coffee. <laughs> James can be kitchen porter. <laughs> The whole yeah. time. And I'm in. As long project. as it's one third, baby, I'm That's straight the best there. paid kitchen porter job. <laughs> but just like, can I have, can I at least have my twenty three grand back from the from your film idea? He's going to use that to offset his <laughs> debt. That, that 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 is that is what I envisaged four years ago when we came up with a podcast idea. I envisaged this yeah. mel- melding coming of ideas yeah, into yeah. something that yeah. we could feasibly take yeah. to MGM and say, well, up we're for real wonderful, this time. This is the work yeah. of three We're actually brains. real 
adult people who've come up with an amazing yeah. idea. Absolutely. I mean, you to know, be fair, I'm sure work, if we took work. all our film ideas to Netflix, there'd be something in there One that they'd be like, through. fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We'd bring them all over and they'd probably poo-poo them all and a year later we'd see them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We see them. They just didn't want to pay us, but they'd be there. And there'd be that there'd be that <laughs> reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes being like story written by something, directed by and produced by something. Fantastic. Classic work by them. Yeah. But we'd exactly. know, sorry. We'd, we'd, know. we'd know. We'd know it was we'd us. Know. You know, you're creatively These are our plums. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's and that's, that's the app. We did it. That was a tight what it's a tight hour and a half oh, long recording. No. <laughs> We've overshot. Uh, I mean, we we uh, we did all the bit at the start. We started a bit yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. So and, and our we did we had a bit in the middle where we talked about um, about uh, <laughs> Willie Willie's infidelities. Willie, Willie, Dicker. Dicker. Willie Dicker's infidelities, oh, yes. which we'll cut because we don't want to be yeah, sued do. again. We don't want to be dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to lose all our funding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had a brief hiatus because we were banned from, from recording by a court order. We've had two hiatuses, yeah. son. We keep getting suspended off cash bonds. <laughs> yeah. We got sued by John Travolta because James said he was a nonce. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't bring it up again. Yeah, we'll cut that. We'll see you in a year. We'll have to take, we'll have to take another yeah. year off. Oh, I loved that. That was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll stop there. No, we've got to. We've got to do the sign off. Oh yeah, we've got to say goodbye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll just uh, let me just. uh, I'll just uh, remember what it is. Um, 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 And I guess all I can say, all I have to say now is uh, keep Keep grim.